Hi everyone, and welcome to the 75th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi guys. It's it. It's, it's a broadcast. Yeah, I'm looking around this room and it's just us two. That's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty, pretty much it. And it's it's kind of sad too, because this is a, you know, a special yeah. episode. It, yeah, yeah, so if you don't know... It, as is tradition on the Kingdom Hearts Union podcast, as far as I'm concerned, at least every February we always do a romantic podcast. And last last episode, we were graced by the lovely Sabrina and Olivia, also known as Square Enix gal. So we had you know lots of ladies, but now now it's just a bromance cast. You know, it's a bromance cast. It it you know it sometimes you kind of need that you know exactly, you need exactly two guys you know talking about romance you know you, you don't get that often <laughs> you don't get that often that's for sure so yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna bro it out we're gonna talk about love and stuff uh with relation to kingdom hearts so hope you guys enjoy that uh so yeah how, how's it been churro what have you been up to uh just uh just working a lot i yeah. mean <laughs> there's just really no um like kind of cons going on right now until yeah so april i'm actually going to WonderCon in april sweet and but hopefully square enix reveals like a final fantasy type zero hd event in march so i'm definitely hoping yeah hopefully so yeah we'll we'll see so anyway for for you new folks kingdom hearts union is part of the podcast series called final fantasy and kingdom hearts union and is presented by the gaming union network we run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com slash KHUnionVids, and KH2.co.uk. All right, so we do have a three-segment show today. Uh, we're going to kick it off with, first, the news segment. Uh, then, secondly, we have a special segment, the We Heart Kingdom Hearts segment. We're, we're going to talk about the role of romance and love in the Kingdom Hearts series. So that's going to be an interesting... Wait, is romance in Kingdom Hearts? Oh my god. We'll, we'll see. We'll decide if oh, there is. okay. Okay. <laughs> and then finally, we'll wrap it out with a question segment. In the way of announcement, uh, just as a reminder, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. Uh, just as an announcement, if you haven't already seen, we have updated the patreon to include new uh pledging levels so it's a lot clearer there's a lot more stuff to make it more awesome for you guys uh to pledge to our patreon so uh, i'm just going to go through real quick and explain what the levels are so the first one is if you pledge one dollar just one dollar you get access to a special exclusive patreon only podcast that will come out uh uh the first so the week after the first podcast of the month so i guess that would mean next week we'll be recording a new unique special podcast uh as far as i know the podcast isn't going to relate specifically to final fantasy or kingdom hearts we're just going to have both uh final fantasy union people and kingdom hearts union people we'll get on and we'll just uh, talk about what we're doing uh, personally and, you know, stuff that I'm doing with programming and stuff Churro's doing with, like, going to cons and Sabrina being Canadian and Lauren and Daryl making a house. and I like how you <laughs> said Sabrina being Canadian. That's it's like... that's like her superpower. You I know? know. She's got that. She's got. She's kind of like Elsa. She's got radioactive Canadianism. So that's her She's superpower. got the ice powers. Exactly. So, yeah, if, if you were looking 
to pledge to our Patreon before, but you wanted something like a real incentive, something tangible, this is something, well, I guess, I guess audio isn't necessarily tangible. You can't feel it, but this is an actual product that we will be putting out for Patreon patrons. So, uh, and it's a very, we decided to make sure that this was a very low bar for entry. It's only a dollar and you get the extra podcast. So, uh, if you can only pledge a little, that's fine. You know, we'll be able to accommodate you there. Moving on from there, we have a $3 level. If you pledge $3, you will get a personal shout out on two episodes, which means you will be shouted out on Kingdom Hearts Union and Final Fantasy Union. So, uh, yeah, if you pledge $3, you'll get shout out on the episode. Whatever first episode is, it'll be both on Final Fantasy Union and Kingdom Hearts Union. So uh, if you want to get a shout out, that's the way to do it. Three dollars. Uh, if you pledge five dollars, you get access to the podcasts a day early. So that means instead of waiting till Tuesday, you can get them on Monday. And the highest level, which someone has taken us up on so far, uh, is the ten dollar level. If you pledge ten dollars, you can get your topic on the podcast. So it's as simple as that. You pledge ten dollars, and you would basically submit to us. Uh, an idea for a segment on the show uh, and we will cover that uh, you know as soon as we can Uh, our next episode we're actually going to feature a topic from a patron Uh, this guy is uh, William Helmrich and he basically wants uh, a Kingdom Hearts University that is dedicated to Kingdom Hearts key so that's been something that we've been wanting to do for a while now, so now is a great opportunity to do it. So, oh man, it's Kingdom Hearts key too. Yeah, so like it's a uh, game that we haven't gotten yet. I'll I'll do my best to not make it super spoilery, but um, I want it to be mostly informative, and we'll talk about stuff that relates to Kingdom Hearts key. Uh, don't don't be worried if 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 you're looking to play Kingdom Hearts key and you don't want to get spoiled don't worry this is our intention is not to spoil Kingdom Hearts key our intention is to inform you about Kingdom Hearts key stuff that goes on in it uh to some degree but also stuff that relates to it like Kyrie's grandmother's story and the Keyblade Wars and we'll talk about all the stuff around it as well so we can avoid spoilers but get you interested get you excited to the maybe eventual release of Kingdom Hearts Key hopefully King Cheeto the West Cheeto the West hashtag Cheeto the West Cheeto the West keep that hashtag rolling guys yeah definitely so uh moving along we do have Patreon shoutouts for this episode so I just want to quickly shout out these guys so first on the list we have devin white next we have uh mick greg ml william tengrove thank you guys scott manny franks christopher axelson that that's an awesome last name i Axel- like that name actually i was gonna say that when i read this out i'm like dude that's an awesome last name got to memorize and then we have angel martinez and then uh as we mentioned before william helmrich who requested the kingdom hearts key topic that we'll be covering next episode and finally Benny Chen. So thank you guys. Thank you for thank supporting us. Thank you so much. Us. And yeah, just as a reminder, if you guys want to be shouted out on the episode, well, they'll also be shouted out on uh, the next Final Fantasy Union. But if you want to get shout outs, just uh, support us on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash union. And uh, moving along, you guys can be a part of the show. If you want your questions answered on the show, just send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. 
Uh, we have two questions uh, from there on the show today. So yeah, if you want to be a part of the show and have your questions answered, it could really be anything, hopefully Kingdom Hearts related, just send it to khuquestions at gmail.com. Uh, and subscribe to Kingdom Hearts Union on YouTube. We upload the show there and uh, also, you know, related trailers and stuff like that. So that's youtube.com slash khunionvids. So moving along, we have our first segment, the news segment. Yay. So we've got some real interesting news. First off, uh, there has been a Kingdom Hearts tribute album that has been announced. So really cool album. Uh, there's lots of cool tracks on there like march caprice which never has been remixed ever uh, oh my god i i was so happy when i saw that and a piece listing. of peace like that has Ooh, another never good of mine. never i've never seen that ever at a concert or anywhere else they also have like uh a tribute for sora riku and kairi all those tracks. Do they have Traverse Town on there as well? I believe so. Okay. But yeah, basically the, the idea of this album, correct me if I'm wrong, they're basically getting in a bunch of like DJs. Is this a trance album? Is this like a electronic album only? I don't know. It's They didn't really specify what kind of music. I know they have like a couple of them that are DJs, so I'm assuming some of them might be trance. It could be just like remixed to uh, like a... I mean, it could be it could be like a trans version, it could, versions, or it could be like like rearranged versions. Maybe it'd be like live rock version. I don't know. Yeah, all we know is that it's a tribute album, so we'll have to see how that goes. They're basically bringing on a bunch of artists. Um, uh, I'm assuming from Japan to uh, do special tribute versions of these songs. And uh, yeah, there's some old favorites, you know, like you know Riku, Kairi, Sora. Uh, is Dearly Beloved on there? It's Dearly always on there, always so on you don't there. have to worry about yeah. it. It's always on there. But there's also some unique tracks, like we were saying before. March Caprice, which is the ending theme of Kingdom Hearts 1. Not simple and clean, but the actual like trailer music, which was March Caprice for piano and orchestra. There has never been a just March Caprice anything. That's kind of new that we're getting March Caprice. Yeah, that song plays in the end credits after, their, after the simple and clean FMV cutscene. And then they also have A Piece of Peace, which plays in a lot of, you know, quieter, tender moments in Kingdom Hearts 1. The most uh, definite scene was when you're inside the, the little area with, with uh, Ariel. Yeah, the and, grotto. Yeah. Yeah. That's which, that little uh, cutscene. So, yeah, definitely lots of really memorable tracks. Uh, some really popular ones and also some more obscure ones. Uh, I'm really excited. Plus, for that. not only that, the uh, artwork was done by Disney artists. Yeah, yeah, and they they look really good, and it looks like it's definitely in the Disney yeah, style. And surprisingly, um, Sora's not on the cover. Yeah, that that was kind of interesting, but I think that's I guess that's okay. Not, you know, I, I like the way the that Mickey yeah, and Tom I mean, and look on there. It's I mean, for me, just to hear that Disney artists drew them is actually yeah, a actually... Good, good step in the direction i mean it use it's weird because like you normally when you see those characters you think oh no more drew this but no yeah but no this was definitely draw- drawn by disney it looks that way and you know just to think someone at disney sat down and drew all those belts and zippers and keyblades and you know that's <laughs> that's kind of awesome so yeah that's uh that, that's coming out in march yeah right? march i think 25th the same day as uh, Type Zero HD soundtracks uh, comes out. So yeah, uh, keep your eyes or I guess ears peeled for that one. 
Uh, and our last bit of news, a really interesting one, Square Enix is actually recruiting for Kingdom Hearts Yay. 3. So they're expanding the team, which is really awesome. Uh, if you listened to the last episode, uh, we basically read off a quote from Taiyasui where it was basically explaining that they sort of uh, they now have a real good understanding of uh, their team structure, what they're you know planning to do with the team. Uh, they have a better understanding of the engine now on Real Engine Four, so they're going to move forward with that. So I'm thinking that that quote was sort of hinting at, okay, we know what the team structure is going to be. Now we need to build the team. So they're going to you know hire the best and get them uh, yeah. get them in there. So yeah, some of the positions that they're hiring for, they have cutscene designer, technical artist. Uh, menu designer, battle planner, direction planner, level planner, character model designer, background art designer, 3D CG designer, specifically for backgrounds. I'm assuming like level level geometry and stuff like that. Effects designer, art designer, uh, UI programmer, game programmer, 3D graphics programmer. That's a lot. So lots of stuff. Just looking at some of this stuff, it's, you know... There's, you know, little bits of everything. There's technical stuff. There's artistic stuff. There's stuff that is more like ground level, like, you know, graphics pro, 3D graphics programmer, which is them making the tools for the artists to play around with. And I mean, make cool it seems effects. like they're going all, you know, head first into everything now. They're going top down. Yeah, they're really, they're really, you know, adding on. A lot of different roles. But what's also interesting is that they also do have a lot of the more uh, production-oriented positions. You know, menu designer, battle planner. Well, specifically the planner positions. So battle planner, direction planner, uh, level planner. Those positions are for people. uh, Those are like, you know, sort of the manufacturing level uh, jobs. So they're planning what they're going to be making for the menu, the know battle system stuff and you know actually i think with battle planner that's like specifically what enemies you're going to be fighting where so uh there's stuff from like the early concept art people all the way to actually making the game so it's really interesting that they're they're hiring on a lot of different people so yeah that definitely just looking at this list it seems like they're really uh they're really serious now you know they're really hiring on the right people uh for the job so it's really cool so anyways, uh, that pretty much wraps up our news segment, um, and now we are going to move into more uh, romantically oriented topics. Uh-oh. So, without further ado, our We Heart Kingdom Hearts segment. <laughs> so uh, basically in this segment, Churo and I, we're going to basically tackle some interesting questions about the role of romance in the Kingdom Hearts series, what we think of what's already in the game, and what we think the game could be going further, if it, if it should even include more romance or not. So I basically have like four sets of questions uh, that we're going to discuss. And the first one is a really important one that we need to ask right off the bat is, does romance even fit in Kingdom Hearts? Like... We've we've had like a lot of like subtle hints of it. Like there's that famous quote with uh, Nomura, how the ending of Kingdom Hearts two, how Sora hands off the Oathkeeper back to Kairi, and how they didn't want to hold it there too long because that it would be too strong of a hint of you know lovey dovey stuff, and they thought Nomura was being too cold. <laughs> Um, so that's clearly you know sort of a hint, and also in Kingdom Hearts two, if you remember, like in uh, Halloween Town, 
where Sora is imagining himself dancing with Kyrie. You know, there's little things like that through, you know, peppered throughout the Kingdom Hearts series. But Churro, do you think that Kingdom Hearts could have more than just subtle hints and it could still fit with the tone of the series so far? I mean, yeah, it, I believe so. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, Kingdom Hearts, when you think Kingdom Hearts, one of the big things you think of is Disney, right? That's actually the exact direction. Yeah, so, you know, you can't really think of Disney without romance, you know. So, you know, I think that there is, it can fit. I mean, it's, they don't have to do like a, like a whole cutscene dedicated to it. I mean, they can, they, I mean, even, even if they make it off screen or, you know, somebody discussing it and it'll mm-hmm. still fit. Just like the, like you mentioned yeah. in Halloween Town where, and then there's a scene where Goofy tells Sora, oh, I know who you're thinking of. And they start laughing at him. Yeah, you know, that's exactly. it. Could be something as simple as that. You know, I, it it'd still work. You know, it it still did. You know, still had an impact. Mm-hmm. And the whole scene of at the end of the Kingdom Hearts two, where Sora sees the drawing. You know, it's 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 there. You know, it can be fit. It can fit. And that's what the Disney you know flair. You know, Disney magic has for it. Definitely. And yeah, I definitely wanted to actually bring up Disney because pretty much all the Disney movies that you know has have been covered in kingdom hearts do have uh an element of of romance covered in in the stories you know if you look at uh aladdin beauty and the beast even hercules and uh nightmare before christmas all of them have you know a romantic uh under underpinning to the stories and those romantic underpinnings exist in kingdom hearts for the disney characters too so why can't sora have it too it's I mean, you see it with uh, Donald and Daisy after you beat Timeless River. Yeah, Donald, um, Daisy, Mulan, Minnie and Mickey. I mean, it's. I mean, and it's funny thing about Kingdom Hearts Two is that there's actually a lot of it. Like, especially when yeah, especially when Sora Kingdom goes, you know, clears the Disney World. So, you know, like you see it, and then you could see like almost it almost shows Sora reacting to it by like, you know, kind of he's you know he's thinking of Kyrie, of course. So. Mm-hmm. And everybody, yeah, and everybody knows, knows it. it. <laughs> even Donald and Goofy knows it. Everybody knows it. Exactly. Even And honestly, even Roxas knows it. Because uh, in day four, when Roxas falls off of uh, the clock tower in Twilight Town, and he sort of has that mental link with Kyrie, he's, he's sort of like, oh, you're that girl he likes. And of course, he is referring to Story. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's expected. You know, Nomura's probably... Saving it for the big finale in three, you know? Yeah. So speaking of three, do you think there's room for romance specifically in Kingdom Hearts 3? Because as as far as we know with Kingdom Hearts 3, it's definitely like a climactic ending. It is the final battle. It is the... You know, it's it feels like one of the more darker stories potentially that we're going to have because it's definitely, you know, there's going to be a war. I mean, like I said it can fit in, in, in a lot of aspects. I mean, it could be told, you know, it could even be set up before the final battle. It could be set up after the battle when, mm-hmm. you know, everything's said and done. Because, you know, how at the end of Kingdom Hearts, you know, you see Kairi's, you know, Kairi sees Sora added to the drawing and then in kingdom Hearts 2 you see you know um Kyrie's response to it you know i think it morally fit in like something like in the end credits or something like like at the very end of the end credits i think we'll see something there i mean or it could even you know if no was feeling feeling bold he can do it 
during like a big battle scene. I mean, in um in uh, Pirates yeah. of Car- Caribbean uh, at World's End, you know, Will Turner and Elizabeth get married during like a big battle, you know, and Barbosa <laughs> weds them, so it could be yeah. something like that. Yep, that could that could definitely be a way. I would definitely agree. I'd say it, it's I, I think a a romantic element could definitely fit into Kingdom Hearts three, as uh, as Solid Snake once said in Metal Gear Solid one, even love can bloom on the battlefield. Oh yeah, you know, because especially as like you know, if we're thinking symbolically of what war is in a story, because obviously not every one of us that list you know that play these games have you know directly experience war so when we sort of relate to these stories you know war could really mean anything it could be you know a hard time in your life and you know uh you know everybody goes through you know terrible things in their life but even through those you know terrible moments you know there's still light in the darkness and sometimes even love can bloom in the darkest places i mean seriously i mean the way i mean look no further beauty and the beast i mean yeah that's that's you know you can you know, he was, you know, he was cursed to look like a beast, you know, but was it Bell? Yeah, Bell you know, saw through saw that, through you that. know, saw that he, there, there was a kind soul hurting, you know. Yeah, definitely. So I think that I think that sort of leads to an, another interesting topic is how should romance be handled in a Kingdom Hearts game? There's definitely a lot of uh, examples out there. A lot of games have covered this particular topic. Uh, and there's a lot of different routes you can go with it. Um, so I think the first thing we should address is should this romance thing, if it was in there, should it be optional? Should this be something that you can choose to do or not to do? Yeah, I mean, sometimes people don't really want to see, you know, romance in a video game. You know, it's just a, yeah. like I said, this, this one particularly is more of a personal preference, you know. So, you know, there's mm, some people yeah. who, you know, don't want to see it. There's people who do want to see it because it adds personality. You know, it adds, you know. Yeah, exactly. It shows that you're not, not just like, you know, like a mindless main character or side character that, you know, does everything what everybody tells you to do. You know, it, it offers personality in it. So, I mean, in my personal opinion, you know, I would definitely leave it optional because, you know, you could, you know, play it once without it, you know, having romance in it and then play it again with romance in it see how the difference you know is clearly night and day i think it'd be kind of interesting if it was sort of treated like maybe kind of like the secret endings are you know maybe it could be sort of like a secret ending it could even be play a playable kind of like um, uh, 10 to like if you 100 percent it and yeah then like you like 10 do what you're supposed to do at the secret ending i mean at the at the end to get the secret end the, the, like yeah, the happy some, ending i would something say something like that so that so that you have to so it's not necessarily treated as like, oh, this is the you know lovey dovey thing. If yeah. you really want to, you you can just do it if you want. There's no consequence to it. Kind of like, like, uh, like it, so some games know? that have different endings. Like if you really want the happy true ending, yeah, then you would make the effort to you know complete all the requirements to get that true ending. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's one possibility. Um, another you, you know interesting thing is you know what if it was a part of the main storyline. I think kind of an interesting idea is that uh, I was sort of thinking of Sword Art Online and how they handled romance in that story. Uh, If you haven't seen Sword Art Online, spoilers, (laughs) but uh, basically the the main couple of the series uh, actually get together in the middle of the story. They don't wait till the end, you know, typical in like uh, more shonen type stories. 
they wait till the very end and then the guy gets the girl. But it was kind of interesting for once to have the couple get together in the middle and they actually were allowed to have a relationship and develop together. And it was interesting, interesting to see their dynamic as and how they developed each you know, other. As yeah. People, Cause it builds, it builds character. Time. I mean, it shows, you know, their, you yeah, know, their definitely. struggle to, you know, be together to see each other. You know how you know each mm-hmm. each other. You know they lend lend each other their strength. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and it's you know it's kind of like how one character couldn't live without the other. You know, if one died, then the other one would. You know, the other would have killed themselves because they couldn't live without them. Yeah, definitely. You know, so I think that's another you know potential route that they could go for is just you know completely embrace it, make it a part of the main storyline, make it something that has some gravity to it. I also think that kind of has more of a JRPG kind of feeling because JRPGs, uh, you know, for better or for worse, I think it's yeah, for I better. I think it's for better. Uh, are generally a bit more linear. And I think, you know, obviously the downside of it is that, you know, you may feel like you don't have as much choice, but I think the upside of it is that, you know, you generally get a much better, more carefully created, you know, piece of content. Kind of so like I think a Persona 4. Perhaps, right? yeah, yeah. So I think perhaps when it's, you know, if if the writers and planners and designers and all those people, if they know in advance that this for sure is going to happen, they know that they can focus on making it the best experience possible and they could actually make it a really positive thing where... You know, sometimes when you have optional content, sometimes it doesn't fit in as well. And, you know, you can tell it's kind of like in an anime, like, you know, when the when you're watching a filler episode, you know, when they're just writing something that could be in there, could not be in there and it wouldn't affect anything. I think for something as important to the human experience as romance, I think it makes more sense for it to be something powerful that does affect you know the people involved in it and i think the sort of final question that we can tackle is you know what are some good examples of how kingdom hearts could handle romance from other games movies and anime we sort of been talking about some of the other ones uh you just mentioned persona 4 which <laughs> for, <laughs> for a lot of people persona 4 is kind of like a dating pretty scene. much from uh, what i played yeah. Would it be interesting if you could choose who you romanced? Like, I don't know it if that would work. work because Hearts, then they honestly. would have to create storylines for each particular choice yeah. you make. So, like with Kingdom Hearts, you know, you know how it's, there's Sora and Kyrie. So you know that yeah, yeah. you know they would have if 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 you, want, if you want to say something like you know with Aqua or you know if Nominate becomes her own person, you know then they would have to write us. Mm-hmm. You know they would have to cover the reasons why it would be with Nominate, the cover the reasons why it'd be with Aqua or, or Shion or you know any Final Fantasy character. It would they would have to write so many things in regards to it. Yeah, I think it 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 works for Persona because with the Persona games, they're kind of like Final Fantasy in a way where each game is you know self-contained at the end of persona 4 that's the end of the persona 4 story so they don't need to worry about sequels in the future because like you know what if in kingdom hearts 3 you decided to you know romance lark scene <laughs> you know just for argument's sake you're dating lark scene and then oh, in the next game you know do they have to like write 
the entire story of the next game for each possible romance that you might have gone through. I mean, unless unless you're talking about like rebooting the series and starting from scratch, and then because you know how like like we yeah. go back with Persona, yeah, would... like when they develop Persona mm-hmm. Four, it's already known that you have these options to date any of these girls, and plus, not only that, you're mm-hmm. you're playing a, protagon- a protagonist who's not it who it's a silent protagonist. So basically, exactly the intention, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely a different feeling when you're playing a silent protagonist. When you're playing a silent protagonist, it's just, you're sort of like playing you, you you know, yourself mm-hmm. as the role. You know, you're not playing a character, you're playing yourself in that role and you know, you're supposed to make decisions. But Sora, he's he's an actual character with traits and decisions and his, he's got his own will. So, yeah, uh, can you think of any other other games off the top of your head that might have a a good compatible type thing for Kingdom Hearts? Oh man, I don't really call playing a game that that was like had a lot of focus on romance. I mean, I mean, the only big thing that came to mind was like Final Fantasy VIII, but they kind of like they kind of yeah, like forced yeah. that to you though, because that's what the story was about. I mean, it's yeah. right on the back of the box. Oh like, yeah, I would say Final Fantasy VIII would be an example of them taking the romance yeah. very seriously and doing it i mean like if they said if they all really of a sudden it. decided throughout the i mean like as a kingdom hearts was more like you said subtle hints about Kari and sora but this has taken it to yeah. like basically every every you know big cut scene it's always like mm-hmm. let's say for example riku or somebody else keeps asking sora or oh, when are you gonna ask Kari out when are you gonna ask her out you know it's gonna kind of like forcing <laughs> yeah. that down our throats type of thing yeah, I think I I like the amount of romance that was in Final Fantasy VIII and, and the attention and respect for it that was in Final Fantasy VIII. But I think uh, maybe a Disney movie might be a better model for how it should be handled, you know, just because I, I never feel that way. You know, when I'm watching a Disney movie and I see Aladdin and Jasmine get together, I don't feel like... Oh, I feel like this was pushed no, on to me. It, you know, it, I feel it, like oh, I awesome. mean, it was, they're together. I mean, like I said, bringing Aladdin and Jasmine into the, in the thing. I mean, it shows that um, Genie was right the entire time. Tell her the truth. Mm-hmm. Be, yourself. be yourself. But yeah. Aladdin thought that he, he had to be like a rich prince to marry princess. But in reality, that isn't the case. And that Jasmine eventually, you know, like when Jasmine was, you know, was in love with, you know, Prince Ali. You know, she was really falling mm-hmm. for Aladdin himself, but Aladdin was all caught up in being a prince that he forgot to be himself. <laughs> and that's that's actually a good point, is that if they were going to, like, really take, you know, romance seriously in Kingdom Hearts, I would, I would want it to be sort of like that, where there is a reason specifically for Sora to be in a romantic relationship with, you know, that person, that there is something that he develops as a person. You know, he's got some sort of flaw that he needs to work on. You know, there's a specific reason. It doesn't have to be, like, a full-on relationship. Like, they don't have to say... They don't have to show us, like, you know, like them going on a date or something. It could be as simple as, like, a kiss or something to finally seal it yeah. you know like they could be like the like you know like you said at the end credits of kingdom Hearts 3 the final scene you see before the credits are done is you see you know Kyrie and Sora approach each other and share you know that long awaited kiss and the screen fades to black you know 
It could be something yeah. simple as that. Even if they, even if we don't see their lips touch, if we just see them, you know, at their feet, and then you know, Sora and Kyra, Kyrie lean into each other. I think that would, yeah. <laughs> that would be enough. That'd yeah. be awesome. But I will say, speaking of dates, while yeah, they don't have to, but just think of the possibilities. They can go to any Disney World and they want to. Basically, Sora can sing to Kyrie. I can show you the world. Yep, he can go on a magic carpet ride. He can go to Neverland. He can go to Beast Castle and have a ball. Like, it was always my idea that maybe, you know, maybe in Kingdom Hearts 3, you get to choose your Disney date with Kyrie. That would be pretty awesome. Uh, I think think that's like stepping into fan fiction. That might be overkill for some people. Yeah, that would definitely be overkill for a lot of people, but that's, that's... like just right for me i mean like i mean <laughs> even i mean taste. they don't have to like kiss or anything or go on a date or i mean it could be something simple even simpler like holding like holding actually yeah. holding hands you know kind of like how you went back with yeah, nomura yeah. saying that he didn't want the the camera to be focused on their hands too long it could finally be them should yeah. they could be walking you know now towards be the beach longer. you know holding hands you know i would accept that or i could, i would even accept them sharing a papu literally this time Yes, that that would be awesome. I think that is a requirement of Kingdom Hearts 3, regardless of what happens. They need to share a power proof fruit. For real this real. time, not a drawing. Though, it would be kind of interesting. What do you think Nomura would, uh, or Sora and Kairi, what do you think they would add to that drawing in the cave? What is there to add? Hearts around yeah, it? That would be kind of funny, <laughs> pun intended, with the hearts around yeah, it. But I, don't, I don't know. I How think, that, I think that, the drawing have... itself symbolizes a lot. You know, You know, it... It doesn't need to be like touched up upon, you know. It's it's perfect to me. It's perfect the way it is. It symbolizes that, you know, that Sora has strong feelings for Kyrie, and Kyrie re- reciprocates the same feelings. It's you can't get more broken down than that. Okay, I just had Uh-oh. the best idea. Let's say you know they 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 sort of hint at it throughout the entire game, and then during the end credits, during you know as the end credits are going, you see, you know maybe. Just just from a low angle, Sora and Kyrie walk into the secret cave and then they, you know, go to the drawing and then they're drawing together and then they start at the middle together, their hands touch and then they take the chalk and they go around and up and then meet at the bottom and make a heart together on both sides That's, around the I drawing. Actually, I actually like that. I mean, it, that, that scene in particular can awesome. lead to so many things. Like you said, it can lead to their first kiss. It can lead to, you know... It because that drawing symbolizes a lot of their relationship, so it can lead to a lot of things. Yeah, you know, like they can even enter the secret cave, like holding hands with each other, walking towards the drawing, and then draw the yeah. heart, which then leads into. Or, or like, they could leave. First guess. They could leave. And yes. They, yes. There you go. They, they draw the heart. Like when, you know, they lean in for the first kiss, and then they show them turning around and walking away, holding hands as they exit out the cave. Square Enix, make it happen, so, yeah. please. I think those Lamora. are. <laughs> no more you still have my business card you know hit me up sometime yeah definitely we got we got a million of these ideas we can make it happen so i think those are some great ideas you know and i think a lot of food for thought for a lot of people listening to the show and they can you know definitely let us know what you guys think because it's, it's a topic is, that, you know, co- that gets covered pretty lot you know it's a touchy subject i sit a lot on forums and fan sites about sarin kari getting together so you know it's nice to see that people mm-hmm. do care about their romance and kingdom hearts and yeah definitely romance in kingdom hearts has definitely been one of those things that you know nomura always prides 
uh, himself and how Kingdom Hearts is one of those series that you go online and you talk about with your friends and the you know romance has definitely been one of those elements so maybe maybe having something more subtle would make more sense for Kingdom Hearts since it's one of those things you can discuss about with your friends but I would like to see something you know it's kind of like that Naruto just a little thing bit. where Kishimoto does you know, has he said that he he waited for the romance to be done on like on the final movie of Naruto, and and uh, he said that romance didn't really fit so much during the main story, and it's like I just kind of hope it didn't really. Nomura doesn't really go down that path, so hopefully he Nomura is yeah. more comfortable in Kingdom Hearts three to finally you know make it happen. I think there's definitely room for having it not only be at the ending of the story. I think romance can be done at any point it could be the very beginning it could be right in the middle and you know it could be it could also be at the very end but you know having it come together at the end that's that's something that a lot of you know especially a lot of shonen stories do that i think well it's well disney the same with disney like every, like you know we all grew up on the prince always getting the girl at the very end of the movie yep definitely and even though this was kind of at the end of the series i just remembered you know if you remember Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Gohan and Videl get in the get in get together at the beginning of the Boo arc, and that plays a major role throughout the whole. I mean, it really depends on like Kingdom Hearts four after that. So yeah, what what their intentions are for the future of the series, you know, what they want to do. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps our discussion on that. And uh, yeah, moving on to the question segment. As a reminder, if you guys want to ask questions that are featured on the show you guys can go to khuquestions at gmail.com or you can go to kingdomheartsunion.com ask on the forums and yeah our first question comes from eiffel 65 and they ask i have a question for you all why do you think square enix and disney don't allow kingdom hearts games to be released digitally for purchase oh man oh man interesting they're a very, very touchy, touchy subject and uh, there's there is there has actually in in reality there has not been an official confirmation on to why there's several reasons yeah. that people i've seen mainly you know it's you know it's a disney thing it's a square enix thing and i've seen people say it's a utada hikaru thing you know music like the licensing her music and um mm-hmm. in all honesty it could be any of them, you know. It could be any it could of be those. None of them. It could be, it could be, be them, just you know? they didn't want to see this game be digitally released. I mean, I understand that we did get yeah. a demo for Kingdom Hearts 3D, but it was Nintendo who pushed that. So it's yes. really up to, I guess, it could be up to Sony if they wanted it on there, or Microsoft yeah, if they wanted to put you know Kingdom Hearts 3 as a digital download. And I actually think of that might be like a very plausible way for that to happen because. You know, if you look at how uh, game sales are now, uh, Sony and Microsoft are definitely uh, pushing harder for PSN and Xbox uh, Marketplace releases. I can't think of any PS4 game that isn't also on PSN. Like, it's pretty much every game has to be on there. I mean, even t- even Type-0 and and the uh, Final Fantasy XV demo, you get that if you buy pi- uh, Type-0 uh, on PSN, so... Uh, I I think I think it's very possible that Kingdom Hearts three might be the first one we get, uh, you know, fully digitally. Uh, well, uh, as well as retail, I mean, I'm yeah, sure they'll do I mean, retail as well. And I mean, because everything's like all about being saving to the cloud or 
uh, saving on the hard drives. Yep. I mean, it's, I don't know. It just seems that, to me, I always see that Kingdom Hearts is always a game that's so different, you know, when it comes to doing things with it, you know? Because when I, yeah. at my time with uh, the Kingdom Hearts 2.5 casting call and launch events, it's, I've talked to both sides, Square Enix and Disney, and the Disney representatives always say, you know, it's a Square Enix issue. It's, you know, it's their call. But then, then Square Enix says, "Oh, you know, it's more of an upper Disney management thing." And it's, it's, you know, it's. it's a very, they have yeah, a very it's, unique I've, relationship. I've, I've basically, been told by Disney reps that this kind of, you know, you know, partnership is something that you like never really see between companies. Like it's really this. Yeah, yeah. There, I can't think of anything. I can't think of a relationship like that. Not only you know with another, you know, Disney. Disney and another company, I can't think of that relationship with any two companies at all. You know, it's yeah, it's really so, interesting the way, you know, Square Enix has a lot of control over yeah, Kingdom like, Hearts and, you yeah, know, the Disney properties. It's mainly because, like, like, like you said, it's a Disney game developed by Square Enix. And basically, mm-hmm. we don't know who has control over what. We don't, I mean, from coming from the casting, uh, not the casting call, but the um, launch event, um, the uh, the head of Disney uh, Japan was there, and they said that they have a really great relationship with each other. So it's not like any friction or anything could be the reason. It's just there's just there's so many factors like that go into this that we don't know. Like this is like more plain business, you know, behind closed doors office meetings that we don't know about. This is this is this is the reason that I'm going with. Yeah, but I, I would say. I think we could probably both agree it's it's pretty likely that Kingdom Hearts three will probably be the first I, one. I mean, I I'm not being you know negative in it, but to me, like I ha- I still have doubts with it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, I I just think that maybe you know long term it probably makes more sense. I mean, just speaking, fi- you know, financially speaking, it's a lot cheaper to release digitally. You know, you don't have to print discs. You don't have to ship them anywhere. You don't have to worry about shipping companies. You just make the game. You put it on the server, and there you and go. Not only that, it's a this. In my opinion, this will be a question that I can ask Nomura or Taiyasui if I ever get the chance to ask them. So you know, I'll, I'll put this one in my questions to ask list. Yeah, definitely. This is one of those things that uh, we we need more information because it's it's nebulous at best right now. So, uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, Cherry, you want to take this next one? Sure, this next one is for, from Amorai Points, and they, and they ask, do you think Kingdom Hearts Key will ever come to the U.S. so online players can join in on the fun? Uh, I, I think it will, eventually, just because the way they're treating Kingdom Hearts Key, as far as we can tell, they're definitely giving it more importance, and, you know, Nomura's even come out to say that he's you know, writing scenario stuff for Kingdom Hearts Key. So if Nomura's putting pen to paper, uh, you know, that's that's something serious. So that's something that you, you know, sooner or later we're going to get it in some form or another. We may not get, we might not get the, I could imagine a, a situation where we don't get the game, but we get the story in some sort of format. Kind of like with, uh, you know, the movies that we get of, uh, with the HD remasters, uh, you know, they release a movie version of 35802, they mo- do a movie version of Recoded. It might be something like that, or they could just port the uh, the online game as it is, because, you know, it is yeah, still ongoing. And it's unfortunate you know, that it, it almost saw released here, but then the 
the studio that we're supposed yeah. to take care of it got shut down and it's been in limbo since so it 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 it, it will come out hopefully sometime cuz like um yeah I don't want to spoil it, but I'm not going to spoil anything. But, um, you know, from after reading what goes on in the current update that just happened recently, you know, it's pretty big, you know, it's so yeah. it's, you know, so, it's just this is something that can't be ignored anymore. Exactly. So we'll definitely be talking more about Kingdom Hearts Key next show. You know, hint, hint, nudge, wink, nudge, wink. plugging the next episode. So we'll be ta- we'll be talking more about Kingdom Hearts Key next episode to give you you know at least a taste for what Kingdom Hearts Key is all about. We're we're gonna do our best not to spoil anything, uh, but we will you know give give it our best shot to sort of explain some of the stuff that is in it, uh, you know some of the locations, what kind of gameplay you have, and then you know uh, how it relates to Kingdom Hearts, uh, you know the current Kingdom Hearts games and potentially Kingdom Hearts three. So uh, if you want to know more about that, definitely. Listen to the next episode. It's going to be awesome. But yeah, as as far as we can tell, you know, I think we can both agree it's, we're going to get something of this. Because even, you know, if if we can get Kingdom Hearts Final Mix in this day and age, the original Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, not just two, you know, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, if we can get that game, yeah. the sky's the it's, limit. It's, it's, a, it's about time we, you know, see, you know, what, you know, what's going on, what, what Japan fans get to see it's that time exactly so yeah i i would definitely say at some point we'll get something i don't know if it'll be the game or you know a summary or a novel or a manga or or a video but we'll probably get something that uh, gets us up to speed for kingdom hearts 3 and yeah anyway moving along that pretty much wraps up uh the question segment we've got music for our music segment a really really great cover uh, i'm sure a lot of you people know this particular youtube youtuber uh this uh cover comes from nate wants to battle and this is a cover of simple and clean uh he plays it on guitar and sings and he's got an awesome voice so uh, i know you'll definitely enjoy it uh i'm sure there's a lot of kingdom hearts fans that know exactly who he is so anyway into our outro uh our next kingdom hearts union is scheduled for the third of march exactly 28 days wow. february yeah, you are, you're weird, you are weird february. <laughs> february is weird Anyway, uh, you and as a reminder, you guys can subscribe to Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number, number one. one. And you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com, slash KHUnionVids, or KH2.co.uk. Alrighty. So, uh, yeah, and as a reminder, you guys can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com, slash FFKHUnion. You guys want your questions on the show khuquestions at gmail.com get those questions in so i guess it's that goodbye time really? again Shiro. man yeah I, I i escaped this episode pretty pretty good yeah we we made it out unscathed it's not yeah, as yeah. embarrassing <laughs> not as embarrassing as you, the Brandon. last one you know that we you did get this time now we now i can't wait till next year yeah see what we can come up with next time uh i will say before the goodbye segment we may potentially have something exciting for next episode besides the kingdom hearts key thing i don't want to get too into it but there is potentially something we're talking with someone about maybe just keep your eyes peeled i would highly suggest following us on twitter because we might have something by the end of the month if we don't you won't hear (laughs) if if next episode comes and you don't hear anything special then uh we didn't work it out with them but yeah, and we're sorry, but 
potentially something interesting next I don't know if it'll be on next show or if we might release something extra, but I don't know. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at underscore Brandon underscore B-R-A-N-D-E-N. Churro, what are you? Churros. C-H-U-R-R-O-Z. So follow us and, you know, once it gets closer to around uh, uh, March 3rd, you might hear some interesting stuff on our Twitters about something we might be recording. So anyway... Uh, I think that is our goodbye time. Oh, do we have I to? I think we have to. Uh, let's 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 give everybody a, a, a happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, hope you guys enjoy your your immense amounts of chocolate and yes, flowers. Yes, definitely. <laughs> of course. So yes, uh, definitely happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Even if you're not with somebody, don't worry about it. Valentine's Day is awesome for everybody. Or yeah, it's don't worry. Don't day, worry. If you're not with anybody, just remember, Churro loves you. Yeah, we, we, we both love you. Kingdom Hearts Union loves you. Kingdom Hearts you. I see what you did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, say your goodbye, Churro. All right. Bye, guys. It's been fun again. So I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a TweaksMusic.com and KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. When you walk away, you don't hear me say, please, oh, baby. Don't go simple and clean is the way that you're making me feel tonight. It's hard to let it go. You're giving me too many things lately. You're all I need You smiled at me And said Don't get me wrong, I love you But does that mean I have to meet Your father When we are older You'll understand what I meant When I said don't think life is quite that simple when you walk away you don't hear me say please oh baby don't go simple and clean is the way that you're making me feel tonight it's hard to let it go Daily things like this and that and what's what to keep us all busy, confusing me. That's when you came to me and said, wish I could prove I love you. But does that mean I have to walk on water? When we are older, you'll understand it's enough. When I say no, and maybe some things are that simple. When you walk away, you don't hear me say, please.
Doesn't scare me at all. 